The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Middle of the week in the final week of Christmas. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, January 5th, 2022. Wednesday after Epiphany in the Missal, it's liturgical year C, cycle two. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. And today is the memorial of St. John Newman, or Neumann in his native pronunciation. He was born in 1811 in what is now the Czech Republic and came to New York at 25 and ordained a priest. He joined the Redemptorists and continued missionary work in Maryland, Virginia, and Ohio. At 41, as Bishop of Philadelphia, he organized the parochial school system into a diocesan one. He drew into the city many teaching communities of sisters and the Christian brothers. In 1963, John Neumann became the first American bishop to be beatified. He was canonized in 1977. St. John Neumann died in 1860. St. John Neumann, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray for all those suffering from religious discrimination and persecution. May their own rights and dignity be recognized, which originate from being brothers and sisters in the human family. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. At the beginning of your ministry, Jesus, you met your first disciples. Saint John tells of those initial encounters with you, Andrew and himself, then of how Andrew brought his brother, Peter, and the group starts growing. Then we read that the following day, you, Jesus, decided to go to Galilee and found Philip. Philip was from Bethsaida, Andrew and Peter's hometown, so they probably already knew each other. And since everyone was looking for someone else, Philip went to find his friend Nathaniel. Nathaniel was from Cana. He's also called Bartholomew. We don't know much about him other than he was Philip's friend, but we can see some of his personality traits in this gospel passage. Philip had met you, Jesus, and was on fire. <laughs> he was convinced you were the one. He ran to his friend Nathaniel and said to him, we have found him, about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. 
You can feel Philip's enthusiasm. We found him. <laughs> but then, all that enthusiasm, all that passion, all that zeal, hits a sarcastic wall. Nathaniel didn't share Philip's devotion for the man from Nazareth. You can imagine the tone of his voice as he retorted, Nazareth? <laughs> Can anything good come out of Nazareth? <laughs> what was going through his mind? What was Nathaniel thinking about before Philip came? Well, we don't know. But this reaction of Nathaniel is not new to us, is it? We have all met with cynicism at times. With those skeptics who think you are so naive, so gullible, that they can only pity you for having faith, for having hope. Nathaniel looks like one of those pessimistic souls, once bitten, twice shy. Someone who has been tricked once and is not ready to be fooled again. Well, I don't really know, but it seems like Nathaniel wasn't going to follow you, Jesus, just because Philip had been roped into joining your group. Maybe he had pinned all his hopes on someone before, someone he thought could be the Messiah and ended up being a flop. Or maybe he just didn't like Nazareth or their football team. <laughs> we don't know. To me, he looks like a man who has lost his hope. Maybe I'm wrong, but I always imagine him downcast, hardened by life, defeated by bad experiences. Now, thank goodness, Philip didn't waste a second trying to persuade Bartholomew that you, Jesus, were the one. He had a better plan. Let him meet you himself. <laughs> Nathaniel had maybe lost his hope, but not his charity. He did go with Philip, perhaps out of curiosity about you, Jesus, or just because he was a good friend. And then, at last, you, Jesus, met him. How long had you been waiting for that encounter? For you, Jesus, knew him well. You couldn't be fooled by his sarcastic comments. <laughs> you knew he was the man, a true Israelite, a godly man, a faithful Jew. And in him, there was no deceit, no guile. A man with little hope, maybe, but an honest man. Someone who could make a great apostle. You looked at him with affection, with a smile. A man you loved so much. Someone you were going to die for, and who was going to give his life for you in turn. Behold, you said to those with you, a true Israelite in whom there is no guile. Nathaniel was surprised that you knew him, but he still doubts. A bit suspicious. How do you know me? He says. Before Philip called you, you replied, Jesus, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. 
Now, we don't know what was going on under that fig tree. But whatever it was, was enough for Nathaniel to recover his hopes all at once. You, Jesus, knew him well. You knew what he needed. You knew that under the skin of his sarcasm, there was an honest man who could recognize when he was wrong. For indeed, in an instant, he saw that at least one good person could come out of Nazareth. (laughs) And he said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Wow. The Son of God and the King of Israel, all in one fell swoop. After just one sentence, you said to him, What would happen next? Well, that's what you, Jesus, promised him. Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? Oh, well, you will see greater things than these. As if saying, This is just the beginning, Nathaniel. This is nothing. Stay with me and you will see greater things than these. That was Nathaniel's first day. In no time he would see your promise fulfilled. He remained with you and saw greater things. Now that I pray, I talk to you, Jesus. I hear this promise again. We have just started a new year. We had left behind a difficult one. Lockdowns. We have lost people we love. Some have lost their jobs. Some have lost their peace, their health, their financial support. And I have seen many who have lost their hope as well. People who, like Nathaniel, have suffered. And now they don't expect anything good anymore. Once beaten, twice shy. And all of them. You, Jesus, say today, stay with me, and you will see greater things than these. Trust me, bear with me, follow me, and you will see greater things. Soon after that first encounter, Nathaniel saw miracles. He saw crowds coming to you, Jesus. He saw what John the Baptist longed to see blind receiving the sight, the lame walking, lepers being cleansed, the deaf hearing, the dead rising up, the poor listening to the good news. Follow me, and you will see greater things than these. Many years later, when St. Bartholomew was being tortured, before he died for you, Jesus, he could still hear your voice. Nathaniel, stay with me, and you will see greater things than these. And he saw them. He saw thousands of marvelous things. You, Jesus, did fulfill your promise. And so you will do with everyone who has lost hope after what we have lived through. Stay with me this year. You say to us, and you will see greater things than these. Oh yes, there will be suffering. You, Jesus, didn't say to us, 
you would not be distressed. But you did say to us, you would not be overcome. So, for those you know, those friends of yours who are a bit down, those who have lost someone, those who have suffered most these past months, maybe you can share this reflection today. Follow Jesus this year and you will see greater things. Just like you, Mary, my mother immaculate, suffered burying your baby in stable. You didn't lose hope. You are the mother of hope. You will keep your children close to Jesus. And so we will see greater things than these. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 16 past the hour on Daybreak. On the memorial of St. John Neumann, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin our day of prayer now joining with the entire church led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim your praise. Worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. 
Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. We groan groan in pain as we we await the redemption of our bodies. I said, I will be watchful of my ways for fear I should sin with my tongue. I will put a curb on my lips when the wicked man stands before me. I was dumb, silent, and still. His prosperity stirred my grief. My heart was burning within me. At the thought of it, the fire blazed up and my tongue burst into speech. O Lord, you have shown me my end. How short is the length of my days! Now I know how fleeting is my life. You have given me a short span of days. My life is as nothing in your sight. A mere breath, the man who stood so firm. A mere shadow, the man passing by. A mere breath, the riches he hoards, not knowing who will have them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. We groan in pain as we await the redemption of our bodies. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let me not weep in vain. And now, Lord, what is there to wait for? In you rests all my hope. Set me free from all my sins. Do not make me the taunt of the fool. 
I was silent, not opening my lips, because this was all your doing. Take away your scourge from me. I am crushed by the blows of your hand. You punish man's sin and correct him. Like the moth, you devour all he treasures. Mortal man is no more than a breath. O Lord, hear my prayer. O Lord, turn your ear to my cry. Do not be deaf to my tears. In your house I am a passing guest, a pilgrim, like all my fathers. Look away that I may breathe again before I depart to be no more. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Through your Son you taught us, Father, not to be fearful of tomorrow, but to commit our lives to your care. Do not withhold your Spirit from us, but help us find a life of peace after these days of trouble. Hear and answer my prayer, O Lord. Let Let me not weep in vain. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. Why do you boast of your wickedness, you champion of evil? Planning ruin all day long, your tongue like a sharpened razor, you master of deceit. You love evil more than good, lies more than truth. You love the destructive word, you tongue of deceit. For this God will destroy you and remove you forever. He will snatch you from your tent and uproot you from the land of the living. The just shall see and fear. They shall laugh and say, So this is the man who refused to take God as his stronghold, but trusted in the greatness of his wealth and grew powerful by his crimes. But I am like a growing olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the goodness of God forever and ever. I will thank you forevermore, for this is your doing. I will proclaim that your name is good in the presence of your friends. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you cut down the unfruitful branch for burning, and prune the fertile to make it bear more fruit. Make us grow like laden olive trees in your domain firmly rooted in the power and mercy of your Son, so that you may gather from us fruit worthy of eternal life. I have put all my trust in God's never-failing mercy. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. From the book of the prophet Isaiah. The favors of the Lord I will recall. The glorious deeds of the Lord because of all he has done for us. For he is good to the house of Israel. He has favored us according to his mercy and his great kindness. He said, They are indeed my people, children who are not disloyal. So he became their savior in their every affliction. It was not a messenger or an angel, but he himself, who saved them. Because of his love and pity, he redeemed them himself, lifting them 
and carrying them all the days of old. But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he turned on them like an enemy and fought against them. Then they remembered the days of old and Moses his servant. Where is he who brought up out of the sea the shepherd of his flock? Where is he who put his Holy Spirit in their midst, whose glorious arm was the guide at Moses' right, who divided the waters before them, winning for himself eternal renown, who led them without stumbling through the depths like horses in the open country, like cattle going down into the plain, the Spirit of the Lord guiding them. Thus you led your people, bringing glory to your name. Look down from heaven and regard us from your holy and glorious place. Where is your zealous where is your zealous care and your might, your surge of pity and your mercy? O Lord, hold not back, for you are our Father. Were Abraham not to know us, nor Israel to acknowledge us, you are our Father, our Redeemer. You are named forever. Why do you let us wander, O Lord, from your ways and harden our hearts so that we fear you not? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your heritage. Why have the wicked invaded your holy place? Why have our enemies trampled your sanctuary? Too long have we been like those you do not rule, who do not bear your name. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down with the mountains quaking before you. The word of the Lord. Lord, we are like those over whom you do not rule, like those who do not bear your name. Oh, Oh, that that you you would would rend rend the the heavens heavens and and come down. down. We have yearned for justice and there is none, for salvation and it is kept far off from us. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. From a letter to Cardinal Barnarbo by John Newman, Bishop. Indeed, I have apparently delayed too long in writing to the Holy See the letter promised by the Archbishop of Baltimore in the name of the Council. However, this delay was not without reason, for the Council was scarcely finished and I was discussing the division of Diocese of Philadelphia and my translation to a new see with one of the fathers of the council, when the father intimated to me that he did not know whether that could more probably be hoped for, since the Holy See thought that I would resign from the episcopate or wished to resign. In the same way, when the Archbishop of Baltimore informed me of the designation of a coadjutor, He added that in the event that I should preserve in the desire to resign, the Holy See would permit me to give the title of the ecclesiastical property to the same coadjutor. I was no little disturbed by the fear that I had done something that so displeased the Holy Father that my resignation would appear desirable to him. If this be the case, I am prepared without any hesitation to leave the episcopacy. I have taken this burden out of obedience, and I have labored with all my powers to fulfill the duties of my office, and with God's help, as I hope, not without fruit. When the care of temporal 
things weighed upon my mind, and it seemed to me that my character was little suited for the very cultured world of Philadelphia. I made known to my fellow bishops during the Baltimore Council of 1858 that it seemed appropriate to me to request my translation to one or the other see that was to be erected, namely in the city of Pottsville or in Wilmington, North Carolina. But to give up the Episcopal career never entered my mind, although I was conscious of my unworthiness and ineptitude, for things had not come to such a pass that I had one or the other reason out of the six for which a bishop could safely ask the Father permission to resign. For a long time I have doubted what should be done. Although my coadjutor has proposed to me that he would take the new see if it is erected, I have thought it much more opportune that I asked the fathers that he be appointed to the see of Philadelphia, since he is much more highly endowed with facility and alacrity concerning the administration of temporal things. Indeed, I am much more accustomed to the country and will be able to care for the people and faithful living in the mountains, in the coal mines, and on the farms, since I would be among them. If, however, it should be displeasing to His Holiness to divide the diocese, I am indeed prepared either to remain in the same condition in which I am at present, or if God so inspires His Holiness to give the whole administration of the diocese to the Most Reverend James Wood, I am equally prepared to resign from the episcopate and go where I may more securely prepare myself for death and for the account which must be rendered to the divine justice. I desire nothing but to fulfill the wish of the Holy Father, whatever it may be. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in the little tasks I gave you. Now I will entrust you with greater ones. Come, Come, Come and, and share, share my, my joy. joy. Lord, you gave me five coins, and see, I bring you back double. Come, Come and, and share, share my joy. joy. Let us pray. O God, who called Bishop St. John Newman, renowned for his charity and pastoral service, to shepherd your people in America, grant by his intercession that, as we foster the Christian education of youth, and are strengthened by the witness of brotherly love, we may constantly increase the family of your Church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. 23 minutes before the hour, we'll check out today's Gospel in just a few minutes. In conversation with God and morning prayer, all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Wednesday, January 5th, 2022, the Memorial of St. John Neumann. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, Jesus walks on the water, but the disciples still don't get it. It's from the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Immediately, he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. 
When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land. He saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them. Take heart, it is I. Have no fear. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. They were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Now, if we truly live by faith, there is no doubt about it. We're going to encounter some bumps in the road. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. A life of faith is a life of sacrifice. Our Christian vocation does not take us away from our place in the world, but requires us to cast aside anything that would get in the way of God's will. The light that has just begun to shine is only a beginning. We have to follow it if we want it to shine as a star and then like the sun. The wise men must have traveled along bad roads and slept in uncomfortable places, but the star was showing them the way and taught them the meaning of their lives. The star made their journey joyful and reminded them all the time that it was worth undergoing any discomfort or danger as long as they came to see Jesus. That is what matters. Sacrifices are born with elegance and happiness if the goal is worthwhile. But when they reach Jerusalem, they are left without the light which had been guiding them. The star disappears and they are lost. What do they do then? They ask those who should know. Where is he that has been born the king of the Jews? We have seen his star out in the east and have come to worship him. We have to learn from these wise and holy men. Sometimes we too are lost in the dark because we try to have our lives illumined according to our own whims, which may well lead us along easier paths instead of seeking the light of God's will. In our lives, we very often make our choices not according to God's will, but according to our own likes and fancies, to our comfort and our cowardice. We are not used to looking up towards the star, but rather to lighting our way with our own candle, which is a little light, a feeble light, a light which reduces our field of vision to the limits of our own selfishness. The wise men ask because they want to follow the light which God gives them, even though he shows them rough and difficult roads. They don't want to follow their own light, which will always lead them along apparently easier and more peaceful paths, but along which they will not find Jesus. Now that they no longer have the star, they make use of all the means at hand to reach the stable at Bethlehem. The truly important thing is to reach Jesus. The whole of our life is a road towards Jesus. It is a road we have to travel by the light of faith. Faith will lead us, whenever necessary, to ask and let ourselves be guided, to be docile. But we Christians have no need to go to Herod or to the wise men of this world. 
Christ has given his church sureness in doctrine and a flow of grace in the sacraments. He has arranged things so that there will always be people to guide and lead us to remind us constantly of our way. Allow me to give you a piece of advice. If ever you lose the way, always turn to the Good Shepherd. Go to the priest who looks after you, who knows how to demand of you a strong faith, refinement of soul, and true Christian fortitude. The Church allows us the freedom to confess to any priest, provided he has the proper faculties. But a conscientious Christian will go with complete freedom to the priest he knows to be a good shepherd, who can help him to look up again and see once more on high the Lord's star. The wise men found the star again. It showed them where our Lord was because they followed the advice and indications of those who at that time had been placed by God's providence to show them the way. Very often our faith is to be applied in docility in this sign of humility, which is letting oneself be helped in spiritual guidance by the person whom we know is the Good Shepherd for us here and now. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Fourteen minutes before the hour, time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. O God, all your ways are holy. What God can compare with our God? I cry aloud to God. Cry aloud to God that he may hear me. In the day of my distress, I sought the Lord. My hands were raised at night without ceasing. My soul refused to be consoled. I remembered my God, and I groaned. I pondered, and my spirit fainted. You withheld sleep from my eyes. I was troubled. I could not speak. I thought of the days of long ago, and I remembered the years long past. At night I mused within my heart. I pondered, and my spirit questioned. Will the Lord reject us forever? Will he show us his favor no more? Has his love vanished forever? Has his promise come to an end? Does God forget his mercy or in anger withhold his compassion? I said, This is what causes my grief, that the way of the Most High has changed. I remember the deeds of the Lord. I remember your wonders of old. I muse on all your works and ponder your mighty deeds. Your ways, O God, are holy. What God is great as our God? You are the God who works wonders. You showed your power among the peoples. Your strong arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The water saw you, O God. The waters saw you and trembled. The depths were moved with terror. The clouds poured down rain. The skies sent forth their voice. Your arrows flashed to and fro. Your thunder rolled around the sky. Your flashes lighted up the world. 
the earth was moved and trembled when your way led through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, and no one saw your footprints. You guided your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you established your ancient covenant by signs and wonders, but more wondrously you confirmed the new one through the sacrifice of your Son. Guide your church through the pathways of life, that we may be led to the land of promise and celebrate your name with lasting praise. O God, all all your ways are holy. What What God can can compare compare with our God? My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. My heart exalts in the Lord. My horn is exalted in my God. I have swallowed up my enemies. I rejoice in my victory. There is no holy one like the Lord. There is no rock like our God. Speak boastfully no longer, nor let arrogance issue from your mouths. For in all-knowing God is the Lord, a God who judges deeds. The bows of the mighty are broken, while the tottering gird on strength. The well-fed hire themselves out for bread, while the hungry batten on spoil. The barren wife bears seven sons, while the mother of many languishes. The Lord puts to death and gives life. He casts down to the nether world. He raises up again. The Lord makes poor and makes rich. He humbles. He also exalts. He raises the needy from the dust. From the ash heap, he lifts up the poor to seat them with nobles and make a glorious throne their heritage. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he has set the world upon them. He will guard the footsteps of his faithful ones, but the wicked shall perish in the darkness. For not by strength does man prevail. The Lord's foes shall be shattered. The Most High in heaven thunders. The Lord judges the ends of the earth. Now may he give strength to his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. My heart leaps up with joy to the Lord, for he humbles only to exalt us. The Lord is King. Let the earth rejoice. The Lord is King. Let earth rejoice. Let all the coastlands be glad. Cloud and darkness are his raiment, his throne, justice and right. A fire prepares his path. It burns up his foes on every side. His lightnings light up the world. The earth trembles at the sight. The mountains melt like wax, 
before the Lord of all the earth. The skies proclaim his justice, all people see his glory. Let those who serve idols be ashamed, those who boast of their worthless gods. All you spirits worship him. Zion hears and is glad. The people of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you indeed are the Lord, most high above all the earth, exalted far above all spirits. The Lord loves those who hate evil. He guards the souls of his saints. He sets them free from the wicked. Light shines forth for the just and joy for the upright of heart. Rejoice, you just, in the Lord. Give glory to his holy name. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Father, you clothe the sky with light and the depths of the ocean with darkness. Among the sons of men you work wonders and rain terror upon the enemy. Look upon your servants. Do not try us by fire, but bring us rejoicing to the shelter of your home. The The Lord Lord is is King. King. Let Let the the earth earth rejoice. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, walls, Jerusalem, I have have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have have set set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, 
and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. Let us conclude our prayers with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who called Bishop St. John Newman, renowned for his charity and pastoral service, to shepherd your people in America, grant by his intercession that, as we foster the Christian education of youth and are strengthened by the witness of brotherly love, we may constantly increase the family of your Church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, it's another new day. Let's all go out and make it holy. Morning Air next with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. Let's do this again tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. In the meantime, you go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.